What's going on, guys? Thanks again for checking out the Pondo podcast. Uh, This is Ryan Tarkington, and again, I have this really cool opportunity to host the youth ministry branch of the Pondo podcast. Today, I sat down with uh, a good friend of mine, a youth pastor from Cross Point Church in Anaheim, and his name is Kobe Delves. What I love about Kobe is he is so passionate, uh, he has so much energy, and uh, it probably will come as no surprise that he's a young guy. Uh, and this is his first full-time youth ministry position. So I just thought it would be a really cool conversation to have about uh, about his past year being the new guy, uh, being a young guy. And uh, Kobe not only is leading students um, at this church, but he, he graduated college this year. He also got married. And uh, he's doing all of this right in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. And so I, I loved my conversation with him. I think whether you're a new guy uh, in a youth ministry position or you're a veteran, I believe uh, the conversation that we had is uh, definitely going to offer some words of encouragement to you uh, during this, this crazy season that we find ourselves in. And so sit back, enjoy, and uh, listen to my conversation with Kobe Delfs. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for checking out the Pondo podcast. Um, it is, uh, it's been really cool to get a lot of feedback from, from different people about uh, the episodes that we've released already and looking forward to recording uh, more and more of these episodes. Uh, again, I'm Ryan Tarkington, and uh, I get the privilege to uh, be a part of the student ministry uh, branch of the podcast. And uh, today, I get to interview uh, my friend, really not an interview, it's more of a conversation, uh, with my, my buddy Kobe Delfs, and uh, Kobe is the youth pastor at uh, Cross Point Church in Anaheim, California, and so Kobe, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today, man. Tark, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Uh, <laughs> love you guys over at Camp Pondo. Yeah. Love what you guys are about and what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's an honor to be on here today. We've, um, I, I was thinking back about it. I, I think it was right around a year ago, right? How how long have you been at Crosspoint now? Is it coming up on a year or thirteen months? Okay, it's been. so a little over a year. I can't believe it. It yeah. like feels like just yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a pandemic might might help fill that speed that process up, or totally. or, or maybe feel like it slowed down. Um, <laughs> we were actually um, our team was coming in and and filling in some gap there um, between the former youth pastor and then and when you stepped in so we were like leading worship coming in leading worship and i think uh maybe we spoke or cody i can't remember um but but you were like transitioning in all at that same time so it was it was cool to get to meet you back then and yeah yeah i remember one of the things uh you guys were playing leading worship for yeah. us and i was like man we have an amazing <laughs> band amazing worship team <laughs> and then i realized that you guys were guests at our youth ministry like oh man i miss uh, you guys <laughs> can't be here every week but, yeah <laughs> uh, no it was it was really cool um it was cool to to see that transition play out we, yeah. uh, honestly i've, I've um, it was a unique, unique circumstance. And, um, yeah, they, they, I remember they brought you in and you were speaking, we were leading worship, you were speaking and I guess they were kind of getting a gauge on you and your ministry style and your yeah. vision and heart. And, and then pretty quickly they were like, yep, Kobe's our guy. And, uh, we were like, oh, all right, here we go. So it was really, really cool to be, uh, kind of part of that, <laughs> that transition process. Totally. And, and coming to Crosspoint, it was a quick process. Yeah. Like you said, um, it, it all happened very fast. Yeah. And, uh, I really, from day one, all the way through the process, I felt God calling me to Crosspoint, mm-hmm. um, for, for a number of reasons. Yeah. And, uh, that night actually that you, that you're talking about was just about the last part of the process. And mm-hmm. so I had gotten through all the interviews. I had mm-hmm. met almost everyone on staff yeah. and, uh, and speaking that night uh, to the youth ministry was that kind of was the final step. Um, the offer came right after that, yeah. and it was like, man, I'm all in yeah. here. And uh, and it was cool to to get to know you guys um, on uh, on the team and uh, get to know you guys through the process of of coming to Crosspoint. For sure. Um, talk about because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your first full time ministry position, correct? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so. You you stepped out like fresh out of college too, right? Graduated from Azusa, Azusa Pacific yeah. University, um, and I actually graduated in December. Yeah, and so uh, I got hired on here 
two months left with college. Okay. Um, Pastor Brian told me that he would love for me to come in and fill the role for those two months. Uh, and I was like, man, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to finish I'm college. To, yeah, right. You know, I got finals <laughs> coming up. I, I need my degree, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I was three and a half years in trying to finish those last couple months. <laughs> and uh, and I, But I couldn't resist it, you know? And yeah. so uh, I actually did those last two months here at Crosspoint, very part-time, just finishing school, yep. and then transitioned uh, into this role um, in January full-time. And right. and now we're coming up on almost a year of full-time. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. T- tell me a little bit, I, I, liked, I personally like this, and uh, I think hopefully people listening to it like this, is just hearing your story. Um, obviously there's a, you know, probably, probably a lot to do it and maybe there's not, maybe it's a really simple, but I'm always really fascinated to hear people's story of what led them specifically to, to youth ministry. Um, I think it's, I think it takes a certain kind of person and a certain kind of heart because dealing in, with students is, is like, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's crazy, right, man. man. It's, it's crazy. So wild. Um, <laughs> And, uh, so I'm just curious to hear, hear a little bit of that, like a little bit of your story of what, um, what led you specifically to the area of, of working with students. And I, I like the way that you asked that question, because, um, even as I reflect on my own journey, Tark, yeah. I, uh, I knew from God pretty early yeah. that there was a calling on my life to go into ministry. Yeah. That's what came first for me. Right. Some people a calling to youth ministry is the first part. Right. For me, that wasn't what happened. Okay. Um, I grew up around ministry my entire life. My my parents um, started a church uh, in Northern California in Sacramento, and so I grew up with church planning. I, I grew up in ministry and all around it, and I I fell in love with uh, the local church and yeah. being the hope of the world and and being where God does so much um, in the lives of so many people, and um, and I really felt God telling me that there's nothing else that I'm meant to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And as a junior high going into high school student, um, that was crazy because that shifted my whole perspective. Everything that I wanted to do um, now looked different because I knew I was going to ministry. Right. But I always ask God the question, what am I, what kind of ministry? Yeah. Like right. I believe in the church. I believe in the the um, the local church, but I don't know what kind of role I'm meant to be in, yeah. you know? And, uh, and I know even as I went into college, there was still uncertainty there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, okay, I'm going to a Bible school. I'm trying to learn the Bible and I want to go to ministry, but yeah. God show me the way. Like, I don't know. And, uh, it was through college when I had a couple of pivotal internships and positions um, uh, through the summers and different things where I really learned to um, love youth ministry. Yeah. And I, even as I reflect on my time, youth ministry is some of the most pivotal years of students, of people's lives. Right. They're transformative years. And, yeah. and I learned to love being a part of God's, God's work in that. And, yeah. so, um, and so really for me, it was in college when I felt God directly showing me that, hey, in this season right here, yeah. not forever, but in this season, this is, this is your call. Yep. Um, it's going to be youth ministry. It's going to be, and I, and I even like, I, I was talking to a couple different churches about what it would look like to be a junior high pastor. And I really just felt God tell me like, no, like junior high, high school, like the whole thing, like yeah. that's your calling right now. Right. And it was so clear to me. Um, and, and so um, even as I started to search for more jobs and figure out, okay, God, what's next after graduating? Where are you taking me? Um, I applied to a lot of different churches and looked mm-hmm. all around, even the United States, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And and I just didn't know. And um, But I knew one thing for sure. I knew I was called to youth ministry, knew I was called to junior high, high school ministry. I love um, just these years um, for yeah. students. Uh, I think it's so, so transformative um, and so uh, monumental, yeah. in the even in the grand scheme of their lives. Right. Um, these years are, are awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I, you know, we both, like you said, can look back to our times, you know, for me, I look back to my, my, my years of coming through the youth ministry and the, those relationships that were built and, and, um, just how, how life transforming those years were, were for me as well. And, yeah. um, I, I'm the same. I, 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 uh, I, I'm a former youth pastor as well, but, and now that I work in camp ministry, it's cool because, uh, I still feel like I'm in student ministry. It's just a different. You totally are. It's, it's a, you it's totally a totally are. different form. You know, <laughs> I'm not in the day to day operations of the local church youth ministry, but, mm-hmm. um, but like I just I and it's it's always been ingrained in me. My dad is. I mean, just up until a couple of years ago, was a lifelong youth pastor. I mean, thirty plus years yeah. in youth ministry. So I've just been around it so much, and I've seen just the beauty of. Um, 
getting getting to play a, a very small role in those very transformative years. And so, uh, so I'm stoked that you're in the position that you are and, and have the influence that, uh, that you get to have, uh, over, over this, this group of students. So really cool. Um, one thing that, that I think is, is really fascinating. One of the reasons why I, I immediately thought about having a conversation with you is, um, because over the last year you have graduated college stepped into your first full-time youth ministry position. Yeah. Um, early summer, was it, that you got married? Yeah, COVID, like in the beginning of COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you got married, so congratulations Thank on, you. on that. So Thank what you. What are you, four, like four months in, five months in? It, uh, I got married March, actually. Oh, it was March. And okay, so, so it was the like, it's like the very seven, beginning. eight months now. It's okay. crazy. Yeah, okay. All right, so you're already seven, eight months into marriage, um, all these like really monumental moments of your life have happened over the last year. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that we are uh, we entered the worldwide pandemic of COVID. Add it on top, add, right? Add that on top. Of, <laughs> uh, that's not the cherry on top of the uh, the the Sunday there. It's it's much worse. But but I find it very interesting that you've had these very monumental moments um, of life happen this year and. And so I'm just curious, and you, it can be ministry-related, maybe it's it's other. Uh, what have been, over the last year, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not, some of the most challenging things, like as you've experienced these big moments, what are some of the challenging things that, if you look back and evaluate the last year of your life, um, that have that have kind of come to surface? Yeah, no, totally. I As I reflect on, it was about... 13 months ago um, that I proposed to my girlfriend yeah. at the time, Amanda, um, and and it was such a whirlwind, like such a crazy, awesome, amazing time. Yeah. Um, and uh, within a month after proposing was when I took the job here at Crosspoint. Okay. Uh, two months after that, I graduated from college with my undergraduate degree. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And, uh, and then right after that, um, um, within a couple of weeks, I went to full-time yeah. ministry. And so with all of that, it was crazy fast within all within a couple months. Yeah. Um, and then and then three months in, uh, COVID-19 hits the world, right? Yeah. And uh, everything comes to a halt. Amanda and I actually had a wedding planned for June. Okay. Um, and we Maybe had a, that's where I was thinking because I was totally. thinking it was going to be summer. It was going to be summer. But yeah, yeah. And then and then I remember getting either seeing your post on, on social media or something. I was like, wait, he got married. You're like, like bro, you weren't planning on that. Yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so things shifted, obviously. But Yeah. And we, we had this wedding planned for June um, and we had over 300 people invited to this wedding. Yeah. It was going to be massive and crazy, <laughs> yeah. as you can expect. Um, and then obviously with COVID, that was out the door. Yeah. And so we literally decided on, um, on Tuesday night to get married that Saturday. It was the week that COVID hit the world, like literally <laughs> the United States where we were like, we can't have the wedding that we wanted. Um, right. and we're ready to rock and roll. Let's like go. we yeah. have nothing holding us back. We're ready. So, um, so we got married in March. And so literally within five months, everything changed for me. I went from a, a single undergraduate like yeah. student to like in ministry, full-time married, like everything, yeah. you know? And so it went from that to then, um, I just felt like it paused, mm-hmm. like it stopped. Mm-hmm. Within a, within a couple weeks, yeah. um, it went from all of that craziness to literally stopping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. help me. Because I, you know, even relationally, like with my wife and I now, like we were going a million miles an hour. She was finishing her degree still right. that spring, which is why we had that wedding plan for June. And so everything like was just going a million miles an hour and then it stopped. And, mm-hmm. and I think it, everyone felt that of like, man, what is going on? And uh, it was challenging not only for um, us and our, our friendships, our relationships with other people, it was hard for ministry as well. For sure. um, I was excited. You know, I've been working for this for my whole life, and yeah. I go straight in, and then boom, it just stops. And, yeah. and I think um, it hit everyone kind of in the gut, you know? No matter, like, if, if someone is listening today saying, man, I've done really well through COVID, yeah. or I've really had a tough time through COVID, everyone, it's, it's affected drastically. For sure. And so, um, and I think for me, I think one of the most challenging parts was that slowing down, um, yeah, coming out of such that. a crazy season. I can see that, because... You know, first off, too, knowing you, you're a very you're a very passionate and pretty energetic guy, <laughs> and and so there had to have been this major eagerness, like 
to be kind of thrust into these roles, to be the, the, the youth pastor, to be the husband, to like all this eagerness and for it to feel like, and it's not like those things completely did stop. You've had to find, you know, pretty creative ways and unique ways, but I can see where that has been, like that would be, boom, it's just like a, a, a stop, stop to your eagerness and let me kind of like reevaluate, like what is, what is going on here? You're absolutely correct. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Right. And, uh, and I would say like, yeah, I'm, I'm someone who moves very fast, yeah. you know? And then, and then the book came out and everyone started re- reading the ruthless elimination of her, of hurry, right? <laughs> Realizing yeah. that, man, we all need to slow down a little, yeah. like we all need to, and maybe God's actually, um, showing us through a pretty difficult situation that maybe we're actually called to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit. And so, um, the, the greatest, uh, hardship in that time was actually revealing itself to be a very transformative thing for me um, in my faith, in my relationship with my my wife now, and um, and so many areas of my life. And I think for many people, we feel that. We get yeah. that, you know? Yeah. What On the flip side of that, throughout the year, again, all these monumental moments, There's there was that like, okay, I was so eager, and then it's kind of slowed down. Um, and maybe, maybe it is just the, the opposite. Maybe the reward was that reminder to slow down but any other ways that you saw like this past year and just the reward of 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 the accomplishments or a reward of you know whatever fill in the blank you know your story anything that just stands out to you as i mean being married obviously and and those totally like i mean those are maybe obvious but anything just kind of like that came out of nowhere that maybe you, you you didn't didn't think about prior to everything yeah, I think the um, one of the most rewarding parts of this season has been learning to slow down. Okay. Yeah. Learning to learning to pause, um, and even as the world's starting to pick up again, um, well, and sometimes it's like we don't know if it is or not. <laughs> I know. Um, but as it's slowly coming back to maybe what was normal prior to COVID nineteen, um, we're I'm realizing in my life and my my wife and I in our relationship, we're realizing the um, just the extreme need that we have. Um, uh, for rest, mm-hmm. for for unhurrying our soul, um, mm-hmm. for slowing down, um, how that impacts our relationship with God so much and with each other. Yeah. And so I think it's been a reward for us to see how God has been working through that and working on our hearts and realizing, man, I don't want to go back to where I was. Not that that was bad, not that there was anything bad going on, but simply the fact that I'm now seeing um, the the progress that I'm making in unhurrying my soul, mm-hmm. the the um, and how just how real I'm able to be in every situation yeah. um, is amazing. And so even navigating coming back, man, being like, wow, God, I actually can thank you mm-hmm. for the hardships that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I can actually thank you for the hard season that we've found ourselves in because I know that you've been working every single second. I know right. that you've been working in every single moment and and literally working on our hearts and our souls and revealing to us our need for God in the process. Yeah. And so that's been an incredible reward reward for me is just to see the the spiritual growth in the season. Um, even stuff like my spiritual disciplines yeah. have grown and um, tremendously in the season. And to be honest with you, if, if COVID-19 and the pandemic didn't hit, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and I'm so much more grounded because of this. And yeah. so spiritually, um, it, it, it's it's rewarding. It's it's um, it's right. And and even for my relationship with my, with my wife, um, getting so much like just practically so much quality time over this mm-hmm. last season. Um, if you look at my love languages, I'm, I'm QT, I'm quality time. Okay. Uh, for all you out there that are QT, you know where I'm at. Um, but, uh, but quality time has been amazing too. And so I got to throw that in as a reward for me as oh, well sure. um, with my wife, you know? Yeah, nice, man. Yeah. Nice perk of the, uh, the otherwise uh, crazy COVID totally. season. Um, we were talking a little bit before, before we hit record um, just about, now what what you guys are doing now that um slowly things are you're starting to be able to do a little bit more and more and i was just asking you about um how things have shifted and and where you guys have gone i know one big thing you guys did one big decision you made was to switch your typical uh meeting nights were wednesdays and you've moved to sunday nights and um and i was just asking how that was going and and even like I think we we were just talking about um, where you almost because of your transition into the ministry and when COVID hit, you you kind of you I mean again I know it's 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 a it's a definitely a tragic thing, 
but there's also some blessings that have come through being able to, to maybe make some changes or do some things differently. And so you guys moving from Wednesday to Sunday and, and you, you talked about maybe even kind of bringing in what, what, what have you seen happen over the last couple months now that you're starting to meet up again, you switch the nights, get starting to get students back involved. What are some of the things you're, you're seeing? No, totally. It, it was a crazy over the last 12 months because it really, um, 12 months ago when I started this job, I looked at everything going on. I was like, okay, Hey, like I have, I have some things to do. Like I, I know, um, I see what, where I want to work. I see what I want to do here. Yeah. Um, and how I want to uh, build a team up and I want to do so many things with this, with our youth ministry. Right. Um, and one of the things we, we, we felt God calling us to pretty early on was, uh, moving from Wednesday nights to Sunday nights. Yeah. We felt with our demographic, um, with our students and families that we could, have a, a potentially better reach on Sunday nights than, than that midweek with, you know, in the hustle bustle of, mm-hmm. of what's going on. And so, and so with all these different shifts and changes kind of working, um, coming in full time was the first step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do much while you're going to school right. through all week, um, obviously, but coming in full time, getting to build relationships and, and do all that was great. But then even as we um, started to move forward, we, re- we realized like, this is a process, yeah. you know, and, and you mentioned earlier, like I'm, I'm a quick mover, like just my personality, I'm quick quick. I want to move fast. I want yeah. to see change. I want to see things happen. And when I, and, and I, I'm, and I have vision of like where we, we're headed. So I want to, I want to move there, mm-hmm. you know? And I kept realizing, all right, like time and time again, it takes time. I know this, it takes time. It yeah. takes time. It takes time. And through the process, I realized, all right, I got, I got to be patient. Um, but I think really, you know, like you mentioned, COVID-19 has opened certain doors for us, yeah. um, that maybe we didn't see. Like, even as I was praying over 2020 thinking I had no idea where God was going with it. Like I had no idea what the world was going to happen this year. Um, But at the same time, what did happen was um, it opened a lot of doors for me for change in my Mm -hmm. ministry that actually ended up being a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. And so um, moving, like, for example, out of Wednesdays, coming, um, going into COVID, we were on, we were, we were with Wednesdays and coming out of COVID, we went straight to Sundays and there was no pushback and it felt very um, natural. Um, and to be honest with you, it has uh, only, uh, been a great result for us. Um, and even another thing, for example, was we had, um, close to, uh, 15, maybe even 20 people on our team, um, prior to, uh, to COVID. And those aren't paid staff. Those are just volunteers in our student ministry who want to be there every week and, um, and all that. And, and through COVID, uh, we saw, um, most like probably 80% of that team decide to leave and mm-hmm. step away. Um, and it's a COVID combined with a new youth pastor, like the whole thing. Absolutely. We get that right. Yep. Um, but at the same time, God has provided in amazing ways that in the last five months, um, our ministry is now, our, our team has now grown back up to where it was mm-hmm. with a completely different group. Mm-hmm. And so there's this fresh spirit and growth in yep. our ministry on our team. And I was even telling you this a little bit earlier, but our core, our core students that were here, um, we had that core group that we took to camp with you guys yeah. right before COVID. And then when COVID hit, ev- everything changed. Yep. And our core, everyone got out of the habit of going to church and everything. And so even as we're coming back, we're now, um, we have a completely different group of students, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we are um, we are growing numerically, like even higher than we were before COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, and not the numbers are everything, but at the same time, we're seeing growth in our ministry, right. um, and more and more people are coming. And so, it's cool to look back and say, yes, COVID is obviously um, uh, just devastating across the world, yeah. but it's cool to see how God is continually moving in our ministry, in all of our lives, in the midst of hardship, yeah. in the midst of hard times so yeah absolutely and uh yeah it's cool it's just cool to hear exactly what you you're you're describing because for for somebody you know and i've i've been in that spot where you you transition as the new the new guy and there's younger students typically or 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 even some of the leaders they're like all right yeah like here's a fresh start but some are like oh i've got to i've got to evaluate them based on what i know yeah and even though you know you're a totally different leader and person, you know, personality, everything, you have maybe different vision. So there's, there's always this kind of really transitional, like growing pain. Like, there's always that there's, you're just always going to have that. And so what you were saying too, I think was really cool is because once, once COVID shut things down, like you were going to have to, you guys were in the process of being like, how do we, how do we make this move from Wednesdays to Sundays? And if you would have done that just kind of like naturally, it probably would have been a lot more pushback because 
like one week you're meeting on Wednesday, the next week you're, you're moving to Sundays and there's like this, what is this? What's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, right? <laughs> I don't like, you know, there's people typically don't, don't necessarily like change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys were able because of the stop to say, okay, here's the perfect opportunity to make this change and, and switch it up. Or here's the opportunity to, to recruit new leaders. Here's the opportunity to, to maybe draw in new students. And uh, you got to, and then there was like an excitement too, because now you're back. And I think, I think students for sure are like, oh, probably it doesn't matter what night you guys meet. I'm just ready to be out of the house. Totally. I'm ready to be around other students. Yes. Um, but you were able to, I think there's beauty of that. You were able to, to kind of, take all those things you were planning and dreaming and, and, and had vision for and, and make those probably a, le- a less, um, of a, less of a struggle. I mean, there obviously there's struggle in the, the time off, there's struggle in mm-hmm. how do we still minister? There's struggle in some of those things, but I think those transitions for you specifically, uh, being a first time youth pastor, it almost probably gave you a good push in the right direction. Um, just it, outside perspective on that. Totally. It did. Yeah. And I, even as I've been reflecting and praying on what God's been doing this year, I've been trying to just practice reflecting and trying to see God, where, where have you been moving? Yeah. And one of the ways that I've seen is I was really praying for growth and a new spirit in our ministry earlier this year. Yeah. And to see how that's happened uh, has been amazing. Yeah. But one of the things is I don't even think we had the foundation. I don't think we had the right, um, the foundation beneath us in mm-hmm. our in our team and, and all the systems that we had in place. We weren't ready for the growth that we were praying for. Mm-hmm. And so even now to see, okay, how God's brought us through this whole process of now we have a team that in place that I love, yeah. like they're incredible and they're eager and they're ready to run and yeah. ready to go. And, uh, and now I think we have a foundation to say, all right, God, like let's, let's go, let's run. And, and I'm excited, yeah. um, for this next chapter. That's awesome, man. Tell me, let's, let's, let's go back just a second. I want to talk about, because I think, I, I think more, more so I'm thinking about people potentially listening to this who are, um, maybe they're maybe they're searching for that first full-time ministry job, or maybe, um, you know, they're, maybe they're like a college student and, and they're, they're kind of on the fence about ministry or where they may be going or anything. Um, or maybe it's somebody who's been in youth ministry a long time. I think it's still a, I think it's still an interesting question personally, um, is prior to, so coming into your first full-time youth ministry position, I imagine like most things in life, there, there's some expectations of like, this is what this first year is going to look like for me. Um, or this is what, you know, now that I'm full time, I can devote all my time to this, or I can, you know, there's so many expectations I think that go, go into it. What is something you've learned over the last year now, um, that either didn't quite live up to the expectations that you thought you, you know, that first job or ministry was going to be, or maybe it went far beyond like something that like was like, I, I never expected this, but like it's it's amazing. Like I, it shifted, you know. Again, maybe COVID has forced some of this shift in thinking or or whatever. But can you speak to that at all? Like any anything kind of coming into your first job, what you expected, and that either didn't hasn't quite lived up or far exceeded. I think for sure, like I was really bummed uh, with everything that I had planned on the calendar not to come to reality this year was tough. Um, And so that was for me, I'm a planner. I like to think ahead. I like to plan for the future. Mm -hmm. And so to have everything kind of on the calendar for this year and in my first year of ministry, just completely shut it all down. Summer camp with you guys was canceled. I mean, everything was canceled. And, uh, And that was really tough for me. And I think that had a, that taught me really quick that uh, that I'm not in control as much as I want to think that I am, and that I'm not the one running everything. Yeah. Like it, ultimately, there's there's so much more going um, into play, and God's uh, ultimately in control. And so uh, there there was definitely a lot of uh, just uh, negative feelings there and just let down of like mm-hmm. bummed man I had expectations I had dreams about what my first year of ministry would look like practically Tark I'll tell you man I was excited to spend time with students this year yeah and to think through my first year of ministry <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to do that right 
And that was a huge letdown, like coming in ready and eager to spend time hanging out and developing and investing into students um, as a youth pastor, right? That's, that's usually part of your job description as a youth pastor. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but this year it all was different. And this year um, I had to kind of direct a different course and um, I couldn't hang out one-on-one in the same way. I couldn't do everything that I dreamt of. I mean, practically I was excited to preach this year and to do all that stuff. And no, it was all, it was just different. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and so I learned a lot there, but I do think as I reflect on this year, one of the ways that, that it, um, it's far just um, like gone above and beyond how any of my expectations, it has been a year uh, of just growth for me. Yeah. Um, being in ministry, it has been a year of, uh, of learning um, how, to, how to love people um, more than I've ever had to do in the past, mm-hmm. how to lead people mm-hmm. more than I ever have in the past. Um, God has brought people around me um, that, uh, that I'm so thankful for, yeah. people on my team that I'm so thankful to, to lead, to serve alongside. And so um, getting to be in full-time ministry and getting to just be in the trenches with others and, and spending time with students now outside of COVID, um, it's been an it's just been the most rewarding, like they're just the coolest thing ever, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, did you guys, um, I'm, I'm curious about this. I know, I know every, every church handled it differently. You know, some, some, um, some definitely went to like heavy online content and stuff like that. Did you guys go that direction? Did you, yeah. what, what were you like? What was some of the content you were doing? Was it just you, speaking doing devos or was it like the whole whole services or what what were you guys kind of shifted to yeah so um i can speak to both my church at large and then kind of our youth ministry um and so our our church at large quickly went to online we we had online before and so that wasn't a hard switch right um we kind of enhanced our online experience and changed some things but we kind of just went on pretty as usual there yeah um as far as our youth ministry went it it was very different we weren't ready to go online by any means we didn't even have the team in place uh to, to go that way and so uh, even I remember when this first happened, I was like, I don't know literally what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. It might be me on my phone, which is okay. Um, right. But I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do a service or what this is going to look like. And so we quickly had to kind of pivot over to a an online youth uh, service okay. uh, with uh, with you know some games and some and a, a worship and and a message and and so we did that. Okay. Um, what's what's really a bummer is we just saw it uh, have very little engagement. Yeah. Um, and I think. We all know across the board that's true. Yep. It was consistent across the board. Yeah. And so um, for us to see the engagement, even though we knew it was normal, uh, the lower engagement always still hurts. It's like, yeah. man, like we had this amount of students before and now we're seeing this amount online and, yeah. and we're just not reaching the same amount. We're not engaging in the same way. Um, and there's just there's just a little bit of being let down there. And so, um, yeah, so that's what we did. We quickly shifted over there. And then, uh, honestly, we did that for whatever. It was a couple months, and yeah. we just found out, man, this is rough. Okay. And so it was uh, later in the summer when our church officially came back on campus. That's right. And then we were able to then as well come on campus. And so our youth ministry came back. We're, we're now, we've been meeting now for a couple months, okay. uh, probably around two months now yeah. um, at the time of this recording. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and and it's been great to be back for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it, 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 it was definitely interesting to see how everything everyone had to pivot and and um and adapt a little bit and and some you know obviously some were uh, some churches were very equipped even youth ministries were very equipped to go that way and was were putting out tons and tons of stuff and then yes. some were having to to kind of figure it out on the fly and and I know it's a balance between everything um nothing quite like you know getting to meet in person obviously and and build those relationships but uh but obviously with that with what we saw this year and over the last few months in that, and I guess now being back for two months, a question I, I'm curious about is you being here, being being on staff, being full-time, going through everything you've gone through, maybe have you got a sense in, in where you see youth culture um, maybe heading over the, the next couple years? Do you do you get a sense, like, is it... Is it um, is that online, like, is online going to have to be a pretty, pretty consistent thing? Or do you, 
I don't know. I'm just curious your your thoughts on that. If you if you have any feedback on that, I think online is never going to be a secondary option, or it won't as much be a secondary option moving forward. Yeah. I think for many people, myself included, we're realizing the benefit, the need of using online. Yeah. Um, and so I think moving forward, online is going to be such more a prevalent part of 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 church at large, but also youth ministry. Yeah. Um, getting to talk to so many youth pastors and seeing what works, what doesn't work, and realizing that there's such a, um, just such a, um, a big open field on social media that right. we're just not playing on. We're not <laughs> playing the game. Yeah. And so for many, I mean, I'm talking to myself right now, but, right. but, but I, I wasn't playing the game prior to COVID. Yeah. And now I'm realizing, man, the, um, I'm ready to play on that field. I'm ready to run. And so, uh, it's an, ad- it's an adapting season for us. We're trying to figure out how to, how to yeah. change. But I think youth culture um, is going to, I just see it as internet being, or social media being such a larger part of, of, of yeah. youth ministry. I mean, we were doing the like posts on social media and stuff, but I think there's a lot of new things that are coming out that you're realizing, man, this is like so much more, has so much more potential yeah. than just posting, hey, join us on Wednesday night or yeah. whatever. Um, and, and I also think though that, um, we're seeing, I, I've seen a lot of youth ministries, myself included, um, where uh, students are coming back eager to learn about yeah. something. They're yeah. eager to, to, to connect with people, no matter who they are. Like we're seeing a movement of young people, I think, coming back to church right now. And that's interesting. Um, be even in the midst of like COVID and the pandemic still, um, we're seeing higher numbers. We're seeing more people come back to church than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, man, like, Students' hearts are in need of something. We see um, statistics are showing that depression, loneliness, um, you know, suicidal like feelings and thoughts, like everything is out the door, like like skyrocketing right right. now. It is it's scary, you know. And so uh, with everything going on, I think the church can be a beacon of hope right now. um, That it's just incredible. And so um, I'm excited to see. Um, not the devastation that happens around this stuff, but how God works through that process sure. and how God uses people to bring um, to bring a beacon of hope in the midst of all the sorrow and all the all the pain right yeah. now. Where do you where do you think is? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of springing this on you a little bit, but what wh- what's the biggest uh, hurdle like over the next couple of years? Do you think like when it comes to reaching students and connecting with students and um, yeah, just having any type of impact. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think the church is, is, is the place, like to, to get healing and hope and, and everything else, right? But what, what do you see as po- the potential? And there's probably several, but maybe, maybe one thing that just jumps out to you. What's the biggest hurdle that you think over the next couple of years um, that student ministries are gonna, gonna face when really trying to reach or connect with students? Yeah, I think uh, it actually is ironic because I was just talking about the benefits of social media. Yeah. But I would actually say that social media and the phone device that we hold in our pocket, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fearing is going to be one of the greatest problems yeah. in the students' lives moving forward. And I actually want to say it might be the, one of the, mo- the biggest problems for us as youth pastors, as youth workers, to reach students. How can we reach them when, when between us and the student is a phone? Mm-hmm. You know, like there is so much loneliness. There is so much depression wrapped around the fact that students are spending hours and hours a day on devices. And even right now, I'm worried practically about the, 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 the ramifications of students spending 20 hours, 30, 40 hours a week as a teenager mm-hmm. on, a, on a device. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for the second grader right now that's spending you know, 30 hours a week on a, on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Then they go watch TV for the rest of the night. Like there's, there's something inside of me that's like, this is not right. There's something wrong here. Yeah. And I'm worried about how, even as I think through youth ministry, the youth 
ministry lens, uh, what is that going to mean for us? You know, I think we're going to have to learn how to navigate in a brand new way. Like I was just reflecting on when did the first iPhone come out? You know, like how many years ago? What, 15? How many years? Probably, you're probably around about right. Somewhere around there. there. And look at the first iPhone compared to now (laughs) and look at the addiction that has come with the iPhone. You talk about the Netflix documentary right now, the social dilemma and these different, there's different things that are talking about the problems of social media and the phone. And hey, I'll be the first one to say, I love, I love um, the the connectivity that your phone brings and social media and and all that relational kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm so worried, Ryan, that like this is going to be so um, devastating uh, for our soul yeah. um, and for the soul of a young person. Yeah. And, um, and so I think we are going to have a barrier there to work through. Yeah, for sure. There's no, and there's no doubt about it. And I think, I, I think if you look back through, through all of, you know, time and history of, of student ministry, there's always been the like, okay, this is something, this is a tool that is going to be used for this generation, but it's also potentially going to be the the, the downfall or the, the, you know, a harmful thing. It's totally. like, it's always, it's always been about how it's used and how it's utilized. But I, I, I am curious though, cause you, you mentioned it, you're starting to see it more in the fact that you guys have been back for a couple months. Do you, do you, do you get a sense though that yes, there's like loneliness and depression, anxiety that comes from being isolated and, and being on our phones and not really being connected. But do you, do you sense that people are realizing that like even students and like, do you think they're going to be more engaged because, because it's all been, you know, all of that has been taken away from, from them in some, in some way over the last few months. Do you think, or is it, is it just going to be, do you think it's kind of a splash in the pan? Like, yes, they will be more engaged maybe initially, but then we might fall back into, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. I, I want to tell you, I hope, yeah. I hope that this is an awakening moment like it has been for me, yeah. um, for young people, but uh, I don't know if it's that easy sometimes. Sure. Like I know for me, this year has been a year of growth for me to realize how can I disengage from my, my phone more. Mm-hmm. And I've put so many practices in my own life where my phone literally looks different now than it did six months ago mm-hmm. because of this. Like my lifestyle looks different. But I don't think youth and young adults and, and even like younger kids uh, can are, are, are navigating this in the same way. Like I'm worried about that. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm worried about how everything that circulates now on social media on on their phones is actually creating young people to be more numb than ever mm. they're becoming more numb uh, to to the problems in this world they're becoming more numb to yep. and, and, and and afraid to engage in real conversations and in real relationships because there's something so superficial that they can run to yeah you know like even practically I know I know it's not brand new like students sitting on their phone in youth group but it's like I've I've just noticed it more post COVID than pre COVID. Uh-huh. I've just noticed that more. I've okay. noticed I've noticed students literally telling me that like they don't are, are are worried about going back to school because that's a relational environment that they haven't been in in a long time. Okay. I'm like, that's scary to me. Yeah, like the students sure. are, are feeling the pressure that because they've been on their own and been behind a screen for so long that they don't even know how to engage back in conversation. I don't think this is everyone. I don't think this is even, this may not be the majority of the population still, but I, I am seeing a demographic where this is really hitting hard and I'm worried about the ramifications in a couple of years from now of what this means for, for our culture. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great point. And, I, and obviously you're, you're hearing from students more more you know than I am I um where we're at and being at the camp and and I'm I'm definitely not a social media person like I I uh I'll occasionally pop on and just try to find out what my family or you know other people are doing but I I rarely post anything or do anything so so I'm curious because I'm I'm kind of disengaged from from that world a little bit um but that that is such a great point that you brought up that I honestly I, I had not even thought about is okay Yes, there's probably a side of it where people are eager because they've been missing out on just doing things like going going and just being in an environment where they're, where stuff is going on. But the fact that they haven't had to really be like real and relational in, in the last few months is probably, yeah, it, it's probably causing a lot of anxiety to think like, oh, I got to go back to that. I've got to go back to that world where 
you know, I'm around people and, and I'm supposed to be talking to people and building relationships with people. Um, that's an interesting thought. I, I really had never thought about that until you, you, you brought that up hearing that from some of some of your students. And, um, so how, how do we, um, I know there's a really church, churchy answer here, but how, how do we take that, right? We take what we're hearing of like, I don't know how to be relational or I don't, I'm kind of nervous to step back into school and have to build on these, like, what is, um, what's the student ministry or what's the church's approach? And, uh, I guess it, it's kind of what it's always been, but, but maybe there has to be way more intentionality on the relational, the relational side of teaching what that means to have healthy relationships and, and to have godly relationships. And, um, so where do you think, where do you think is the next step? Um, and as a, as a youth pastor dealing with that, coming into that, this next season, um, what do you think are some, uh, maybe not the answer, but what are, what are some steps that we need to be taking? Yeah, for sure. I, I my first response to that was, um, coming right out of COVID, I realized the need for just community. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I heard a cry from the next generation saying, we just need someone around us. Mm. And so my first response was not to bring a service, but to actually bring, um, just bring a relational environments for people to come and, uh, and engage with one another. And so when we first came back, instead of putting on a service right away, um, coming out of COVID, my first response was I need to actually create an environment where students can actually just engage with each other. Okay. I like that. And, yeah. uh, and that's what we did. We did that for two months before we even came back on campus. Yeah. Uh, and, and we realized the, just the benefit and the desire and the need for real community right now. Yeah. And, uh, and then coming out of that, going more into service flow and everything, I'm realizing, I think one of the ways we work um, with that and against that is um, creating more environments for students to be real, intentional with one another. And so um, I think the church has has offered uh, groups, you know, small groups or life groups or growth groups or grow groups or whatever, whatever you want to call it, so right? Many names. Yeah. Um, but churches have offered groups as a way to... Um, as a way for people to engage with one another. And we offer that even every Sunday night. But yeah. but uh, but I really do think that we need to offer more um, environments like that for students to engage in smaller environments. Yeah. And they can really be forced, so to speak, <laughs> to put down the phone yeah. and to really be real with one another. Yeah. And so um, we're working um, to, as we look at 2021, obviously uh, learning to uh, hold plans loosely. <laughs> um, but as we are, trying to, to actually plan we're, we're trying to plan in a way that says how can we build everything through the through the lens of relationally driven um, yeah. kind of events and everything and so um, I, I mentioned to the, this to you earlier but we're hoping to launch groups in 2021 in a new way and more intentional yeah I also think another way um, for that to happen is for students not to just attend church and and to be um, you know someone who's uh, watching what's happening yeah but I really do believe that the next generation wants ownership they want to be empowered right. they want to be a part of the process you yeah. know and so for us um, it looks like we're we're bringing people in we're specifically students we're bringing students into the conversations and empowering them and and raising them up as leaders and giving them a chance to yeah. to step out of their comfort zone because i think the comfort zone is where people sit and they sit for too long. Mm -hmm. And so we're encouraging, how can we help students step out of their comfort zone into relationships, into uncomfortable conversations, into just being real with one another? Yeah. And I think it's in these spaces that we can break some of that connection with the phone and bring more connection with other people. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're seeing that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate so much your time and, and, uh, and, and having this conversation hearing uh, from you. And I, I try to tell you often, and hopefully you, you, uh, you feel it or believe it that, uh, that we are so for you, um, and your ministry and, and what you're doing. It's been, it's been really cool to see the last year, uh, play out. And, and I know it hasn't, you know, there, there were, uh, it's caused you to grow, which is a, is a really cool thing. But in that growth, there's obviously sometimes like that tension of like, man, I'm just, because knowing you and your personality, just ready and eager to go. And, uh, so it's been, it's been cool to, to hear more of that and connect with you in that way. Um, and I just so appreciate you and, and, and the work you're doing here in Anaheim. And, mm -hmm. um, and again, man, we're, we're for you. 
And uh, any any way that we could always be an encouragement or help help to uh, to you guys, always let us know. I do want to give you the uh, a, a last word. Uh, it's something I, I think that I I really want to do for each of these podcasts is is uh, let people who are who are currently you know like right right in there, like right in the thick of student ministry, uh, just just offer up uh, an encouraging word to uh, their. Their uh, their peers to others, um, whether they be full time guys or part time guys or complete volunteers or or whatever. I, I think you guys have such a unique voice to share and to speak into people's lives that are that are also in some of the same places uh, that you are. And so uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of have the last word of of encouragement to others out there. Tark, first I, I got to say thank you to you guys and all everyone at Camp Pondo. We oh, we are better because of you guys. Oh, uh, we really believe in what you're doing um, at, at camps and um, across the country, but specifically at Camp Pondo, we believe in in your movement and, yeah. and what you're doing for the next generation. Um, I think for uh, for every youth pastor listening, every youth worker listening right now, um, I believe that that you are where you are for a reason, mm. um, and and I think in a weird kind of way, like. Like you're doing so much better than you think you are right now. <laughs> like if we can all just say that, like I think I think we we can be so hard on ourselves in these seasons. Absolutely. I think we can we can beat ourselves up. We can say, man, this is not where I was supposed to be this year. This was not where God was taking me. Mm. But I just want to encourage someone and say that you are doing better than you think you are. You you are doing the work that God has asked you to do, and it's just about being a steward in this season. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think along with that, like God would not have put you there uh, if he if he if he didn't know you were you were there for a reason. If you didn't know if, if you didn't think you were ready for that, yeah. right? And so I've just been leaning into the fact that I know God has called me here mm-hmm. at a specific time for a specific reason, uh, and it's all about being faithful um, in that calling right now. Yeah. And I think at the same time, um, I think so many of us uh, just bank on, um, it, or it could become easy for us to bank on what we produce in ministry mm. instead of what we're becoming. Okay. Like you know, that. and so I think for me, it's been such a season where I've I've said, okay, I'm not going to be a human doer. It's, I'm going to be a human being. <laughs> it's going to be more about, instead of what I'm doing, I'm gonna, it's going to be more about who I'm becoming. Yeah. And so I want to I want to value because I think, man, it is so important important for us to have character, uh, have, have faith that is that is growing, that's strong mm. uh, in the process of our ministry. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage uh, every single person out there right now to stay grounded, um, to stay to stay clean, to stay close to mm. God. Um, and I think uh, God is only going to honor that more and more uh, as we move forward. So. Yeah. Well, Kobe, man, thank you again for your time and, and sharing uh, a little bit more of your story and uh, sharing your heart for students. Um, student ministry. And um, thank you guys for listening and uh, checking out the Pondu podcast. Uh, we'll be back, you know, uh, with with more of these um, uh, each month and uh, looking forward to more of these conversations because I, I believe um, that it is so important for um, for student pastors and even students to hear the hearts of their of their leaders and to hear hear the vision and what goes into uh, to, to this line of of ministry because I think it's uh, again I said it earlier it's it can be mountaintop moments and, and valleys and everything in between and so I think it's always important for us to take the time to encourage each other to lift each other up and uh, point people to Jesus and so uh, Kobe thanks man thanks for joining us thanks Tark thanks for listening everybody we'll uh, we'll talk again soon see ya. <laughs>